We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. It is the Tuesday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Doster, the gentleman you see next to me. With the Washington Nationals hat today, you switched up the uh, the jersey in the background, so you must have lost a couple bets in a row. I um, did, I did. DC. the one and only Jeff Goodman. Jeff, how are you? How's your morning? Uh, it could be better, you know. We, we found out my daughter, if you listen to the live stream, you know, she had a little uh, a little incident uh, backing out of the driveway, and uh, we, we got the estimate. It's uh, $2,100. For a bumper, the best part is you go down there and the guy at the auto body shop is like, yeah, it's like simple, easy, just cosmetic. I'm like, ah, what, you know, what are we talking, like 500, 800? And we get, you know, the email yesterday afternoon, $2,100. So uh, it's raining here. It snowed. So I drove my daughter to and from school uh, just now, which is like a half hour away. Yeah. So it, it's just, yeah, not a good day. Not a good day. A fun, a fun morning for you, Jeffrey. Um, at least, at least it's positive degrees. Uh, at least you're not dealing with what people in Texas and people in the South are dealing with, um, which is part of the reason why tonight's uh, betting slate is going to be a little bit uh, lackluster. A little, bit yeah, a little, little lackluster. We'll get into that though. Um, before we do, the ACC was that there was news all over the place in the ACC yesterday. There was we talk about Jalen Johnson. We got to talk about Jim Christian, but I think first and foremost, let's talk about the ass whooping that Florida State put on Virginia yesterday because that was uh, we saw it yesterday. Yeah. Why Florida State is the best team in the ACC? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 big, uh, they're strong, they're athletic, they're all those things. Like they look like men, they're older, all that. And, and the other thing with this Florida State team, they can shoot the shit out of the basketball. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the X factor for me with this Florida State team. Like I've never believed in the past they've been a great shooting team. Like they've had great shooters, but they've never had this type of overall shooting. I mean, MJ Walker, like he shoots the shit out of it now. Like they got enough dudes; everybody can shoot it. And again, um, they're good defensively. They're 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 athletic. They're versatile. They've got bigs that aren't great. They're not like like the bigs that we remember them having, right? These huge, massive, seven foot either either you know the John Crefts or the Solomon Solomon Alibi, like those guys. They don't really have those anymore, but they just got good pieces and they play together and they play hard and they're tough and 
they shoot the shit out of it. Yeah, and, and Boss is pretty good and pretty big, but he's more of a I mean, he's he's more of like a Euro big. Like he right. he'll step out and knock down a jumper. Like he had a one move yesterday where he crossed someone up and put the ball between his yeah. legs and drove past Sam Hauser and drew a foul, which is not exactly the greatest sign in the world for Sam Hauser's perimeter defense. Um Raekwon Gray is like without a doubt one of my favorite players in the country. We I mean, we've talked about this, Jeff. When you're six eight, two sixty and you play the point, like you <laughs> yeah, you're you're going to be awesome. Two guys, two big strong dudes. That can make plays for other people in Raekwon Gray and Scotty Barnes. Like yeah. those are two men. Like and you get that type of, of passing ability from guys at positions that you just don't normally see it from. That's a major advantage. Yeah, and we also saw really what the Achilles heel is for Virginia. They were just they were overwhelmed physically by by the size of Florida State. And that's that's where their weakness is. You know, when Kihei Clark is able to go up against someone where he can kind of get into the paint and he can create stuff off the bounce. Uh, he, he can be effective. Like he, he getting him into the lane and letting him find a shooter on the perimeter is a very effective way for Virginia to get offense, right? Especially because, you know, we talked about it yesterday. All of their best shooters, all of their floor spacers are bigs. Yeah. So when Jay Huff is out beyond the three-point line and Sam Houses is beyond the three-point line and Trey Murphy's beyond the three-point line, then all of the guys that would normally be helping and trying to prevent Kihei from you know scoring in the paint, they're they have to go chase around shooters on the perimeter. It's, it's a weird kind of roster construction. But if Kihei cannot get by his man, if he's got a six foot seven Scotty Barnes on him, there there's just they're, yeah. he's completely ineffective. So um, that's again just- my my big thing was I, I've you know this I've questioned Virginia all season long. Um, their best win is at Clemson. That's their best win. Like mm-hmm. they have no right being in the top ten in any ranking anywhere, no right. And we are going to have a special guest on uh, Thursday to talk a little bit about that. I'm not going to tell you. You don't know who it is. I haven't told you. All I've told you is we're going to have a special guest on Thursday on this uh, on this stream on Best Bets. It's going to be the first cameo, the first guest that we brought on. And uh, I'm going to start mixing it up a little bit. I'm tired of looking at your mug and your mug alone. So I'm bringing on a special guest Thursday and Saturday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. It, it, trust me, it'll be entertaining. Uh, great. <laughs> um, you got anything else to add about this? Uh, you know, I, I just – I'm no, still – the best I'm not, team in the league. They're the yeah, best well, I, team in the league. And I now believe – here's what I think. Here's what I think, Rob. I now think Florida State is a team that is capable of making a deep run. I did not think that before last night. Um, I, I can see it a little bit. I'm a, the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is like they're not as good defensively as they've been in the past. They can no, they can not. overwhelm people, but they're not they're not an elite defensive team. Like they're they're. Um, they're big and athletic, but they do a lot. Of the, they they give up a lot of points. You know, it's not, they. The thing about last year was that they were the, their their communication was incredible. They didn't make any mistakes on that end of the floor. Um, this year, it's not not so much that. Like there'll be times when they have, uh, you know, Scotty Barnes is running at the wrong guy. You have the wrong person in rotation, or you're not you're not switching where you're supposed to be. So there's, there's teams are able to get a little bit more open looks, but um, they're still pretty good. They're, yeah, they're no, they're still, they're really good. I know. They're I don't offensive. Really, you got to give up a little on the defensive end uh, because they are they are better offensively than they've been. Do you know, know what I like? It, so it's kind of like um, Ohio State in a sense, in that 
what you want to do in in this era of basketball is get guys that are in that kind of like six foot five to six foot eight range that are all big that can all shoot that can all play different positions right Florida State's figured that like Leonard Hamilton's been doing this forever that's this is exactly what Ohio State's doing this year too you know and because you can so switch it, everything. You can switch everything. You can space the floor. Everybody on their their roster is able to put the ball on the floor and make a play. It, it just they're incredibly versatile, um, and it makes it incredibly difficult to run offense against them. And, and it's just they're they're a really good, solid team that's not going to beat themselves. And they can match up. You're not going to find a mismatch for them. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I I still think that they're kind of a little bit below that. Like. Um, they're definitely not in the Michigan, uh, no, no, Michigan no, tier, no, but and I think they're a little bit below like an Ohio State and, and kind of teams at that level. But yeah, I, I mean, they're I think they're a top ten team. Right, right. I think if you're if you're doing the Doster power rankings, you're putting them in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I think they're probably kind of in that like back end top ten range. You know, wherever here here's here's the way I'll phrase it. Um, entering this game, it was what like Virginia was ninth and Florida State was eighteenth or something like that. Yeah, I think that. You flip-flop them. Yeah, like Florida State's probably back in top 10, like 11, 12, something like that. And Virginia's probably like the 19th, 20th best team in the country. I think that's kind of what it is. All right, uh, Jalen Johnson. I have a lot of takes on this. Um, yeah. You were kind of ahead of the game on it, so I'm going to open the floor to you first. Obviously, Jalen Johnson uh, left Duke. They phrased it as an opt-out, um, and they said that he's doing it for his health to prepare for the NBA draft. Uh, I'll, I'll open the floor to you and then I'll, I'll save my piece after. I mean, listen, I, they've had issues. Duke's had issues with Jalen Johnson dating back to early, early in the season. I said it when, when, when he stepped away with the foot injury in December, uh, I forget my words, but I, I think it was something to the effect of I'm not buying it. There's more to it than the foot injury. There might've been a minor foot injury, but it was more of what was going on behind the scenes. My sources told me at the time there was some real thought that Jalen Johnson would opt out then. Um, came back. You know, he was good at times. But the biggest problem, and we heard this from Coach K, the biggest problem that they had with Jalen Johnson was he didn't play hard consistently. He showed it in flashes, but he didn't play hard consistently. Uh, that's why Coach K played him eight minutes the other night, and they won. So I, I think – from from K's standpoint, it was okay. At some point, enough is enough. And yes, the perception isn't going to look good with a McDonald's All American with a one and done uh, opting out. But ultimately, if this helps the team, which I think it will, because now you've got everybody bought in at least, where all these guys knew Jalen Johnson wasn't completely bought in. And, and in defense of Jalen Johnson, Rob, in defense, it's his call. Right mm-hmm. now, he's got a lot of people around him, his parents, an agent, other agents, who knows, people around him telling him, hey, you know what? You keep playing eight minutes, your draft stock is going to keep on falling. So you, you've got to get out of here while you can and protect your draft stock. Make sure you're still a first round pick. But, you know, Jalen Johnson, think about this. He didn't get on campus until August 20th. He had COVID. The whole team didn't come until August 5th. At Duke, he had COVID, so he came in two weeks later. So he missed the entire summer of bonding. And this year isn't like any other. They're not going out. They're not having parties. They're not hanging out at the same level on the road. They're not allowed to do certain things. 
So you don't have that bond. So when people are saying like he's quitting on his teammates, listen, I, I understand it, but I'm not completely buying that he's quitting on his teammates at this point. It's a pandemic year. It's different. Let's not criticize the kid. Let's let him do what he wants to do um, and hope it works out for him in the long run. He, ultimately, Jalen Johnson has to, to develop a better work ethic uh, on and off the court. And if he does that, he, he's he's shown glimpses of being a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with the, the sentiment that you said that we – I don't like how vociferous people have been about how much he is a quitter. Now right. – um, he is – I don't also don't like the term that he is opting out. I, I like the phrase that he's just done playing college basketball, and that's fine. There's there's nothing wrong with saying he's done playing college basketball. But um, I think so much of this conversation is being tinged by the fact that Jalen has a reputation for doing this a little sure. bit. Um, he went three to high three school. high schools in his last three years. He left uh, – was at, it was Montverde. He left at like the semester break over the holidays last season to transfer IMG. in the middle of the season. IMG, whichever one it was, he left in the middle of the season and transferred back to a local high school in Wisconsin. Um, and it, it's when you when you've been criticized for your like your work ethic and your buy in, you play eight minutes in the best game of the season that Duke plays, and then you say, "Okay, I'm done." Like that, the optics of that are going to look really bad. Um, the other part of it is that if he the the statement that Duke put out and that Jalen put out was that he's doing this for his to get healthy, right? Well, if it was an injury issue, he wouldn't be going home. He would be staying at Duke where he gets the best medical treatment he could possibly get. So there's obviously something else going on there. Now, you're right. It's a pandemic year, and, like, everything that is going on this season with all of these kids, like, at some point, if Jalen says, look, what's best for me is is I got to go, then that's fine. Like, go ahead. No one's no one should judge him for it. Everyone is going to judge him for it because he's Duke and he's Jalen Johnson. And he has the reputation preceding him, um, but no one should. You know, if this is what he needs to do, that's best for him. Then go for it. I just, I think it's best know. for both sides right now, Rob. Yes, I you're right. But it's, it's also the other part of it is like, I just hope that this is not something where there are voices in his ear that influence him to make a decision that he well, didn't. There want are, to make. but there yeah. are. What do you mean? You hope? Yeah. You hope there aren't. You know there. No, are. yeah, I know, I know there are. And what I'm saying is, I I hope that this is what he wanted and not something sure. that he was talked into doing. Does that make sense? Well, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was persuaded by the adults in the room or the so-called adults in the room that are saying, again, if you continue to play eight minutes, you're not going to be a first-round pick. So you need to get the hell out of there now. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, Coach K is saying, you know what? We tried to we try to get you to buy in. And at this point, if you want to go, we're going to let you go. Uh, we're going to we're going to support you, whatever it is. And ultimately, we think it's best for Duke also because mm-hmm. you weren't bought in and you weren't helping us. And we just won. We had our best game of the season, maybe, with you playing eight minutes. We're going to play Mark Williams more because he wants to play, and we can trust Mark Williams. The other part with Jalen Johnson, Rob, was defensively he was a mess. He was a complete mess. So you you had a guy that wasn't completely bought in. Um, he showed flashes, but he didn't play hard consistently, so they didn't know what they were going to get on that end. And then you add in defensively, he really didn't know what he was doing a lot of the time. And it's like, okay, you know what? We're probably going to be better without him. Yeah. And so all I would ask is that we just like 
we we just chill a little a yeah. little bit on the on the he's a, he's a quitter he quit on his team stuff right you that's know? bullshit uh, well, yeah I mean it is bullshit. but the, but it's also it's yeah, you, don't, you don't say that about a kid no These no you're right you're right you're right, you're right. Well, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that it's also evidence that. When you have a reputation for doing these kind of things, that stuff's going to stick with you. So you need to like, you like if you're when you make some decisions when you're younger, especially if you're going to be a future star, like you have to be cognizant of that. You have to understand that something like transferring in the middle of the season as a high school or going to three schools in three yeah. years, like they, and if it puts you in a like it's going to you're going to have a reputation and it's going to start yeah. building a brand for you. And you well, don't NBA want that. Guys were, were, it's we're me up. NBA guys were hitting me up like crazy last night. What did he do? What's Duke saying about him? Are they killing him already? And I'm like, they're really not. Like, I think Duke, honestly, is is good with this. I, I honestly think they're good with this, other than the fact that they may be concerned of how this looks to other recruits. That's probably their but biggest. But like, it, it shouldn't look like, like the point made about not being able to get to know anybody is such an important point in this conversation because when when you he's in a new place he doesn't know anyone he's got to be isolated they're not going to be able to have team dinners they're not going to be able to hang out of the road he's not able to go out and party like every night he's basically sitting in his, his room watching netflix yeah. oh and by the way he's playing eight minutes a game and it might be costing him his draft stock like i, right. I get it you can't blame him. him like you yeah it, it makes sense like financially and 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 everything it makes some sense, right? The more he plays eight minutes, the more eventually people are going to say why, and eventually he might fall out of the first round. Um, look what, so, I mean, look yeah. what happened to uh, look what happened to like BJ Boston and Terrence Clark, and like the the conversation changed for them because they kept playing. Well, Terrence Clark, <laughs> I don't know for a fact on this one, but I don't I don't doubt that Terrence Clark's situation is 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 similar to Jalen Johnson's, other than the fact that he hasn't left Kentucky in Lexington. Well, it's also, it, I mean. Maybe he was milking the injury a little bit. I don't know. I don't have any information on that. You might know better than me. Well, Cal, but, Cal came out and said the doctor cleared him, and then the next day he said, "No, no, he's hurt." So, well, here's here's the thing: like it, Terrence is still in Lexington, right? Has he left? Right. Yes. Which leads me to believe he probably there's probably is an actual injury there because the best place for him to get kind of treatment is staying on campus. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I think. Again, you can get good treatment if you if you're connected to an agent. They'll get they'll find some place to get you rehabbed, and you can train and start preparing for the draft. And I'm sure that's what Jalen Johnson is mm -hmm. hopefully going to do here. I mean, that's what he should he should be doing. Um, what he should be doing is locking himself in the gym and shooting eight thousand jumpers every single day. That's what he should be doing. Otherwise, he's going to be like a lesser version of Ben Simmons. And the entire value of Ben Simmons is that not only is he a great passer, but he's also an elite defensive player. Right. And Jalen John, if you're not a good shooter and you're not a good defensive player, like all you and are is a guy. Like, I'll, I'll, a tell I'll tell you yeah. what. I'll tell you what. There, I'll leave you with this. There, there are really only three people that should have an opinion on on or that can really like value um, ha have a valuable opinion on what's happening right here. Right. So three people I want to hear from them. one would be like the Duke staff. I want to hear honestly what the Duke staff thinks. Sure. Right. Two, I want to hear honestly what like Jalen Johnson and his people have to say about this situation. Yeah. And three, I want to hear from the guy that he dunked all over who now has to realize that he's going to be on every single highlight reel and every single meme for like years. And all of this could have been avoided if Jalen Johnson would have just, just left three weeks ago. 
So Very PJ good. Hall, I'm sorry, brother. You were uh, you were three weeks too early. All, All right. right, the third the third biggest story in the ACC. Yeah, just go yeah. go quick on Jim Christian because I know you got something to say, and then we can get into tonight's slate. Yeah, I mean, listen, my whole deal on this was it, it's complete bullshit of Boston College Athletic Director Patrick Kraft to do it when he did it, and and I have been honestly the least supportive guy of Jim Christian and keeping him of anybody in the national media over the last five years. Seriously. Like mm-hmm. didn't like seven years. I didn't like the hire when it was made. I, I thought it should have been Mike Hopkins. And I've said it over and over and over again. However, however, the timing on this was complete bullshit, Rob. Wait three more weeks and let the guy finish out with his team in a in an effing pandemic. It's not right to the kids. It's not right to Jim Christian. It's not right to that staff. Everybody. So to me, again, that's the bullshit. You can wait three more weeks. You're already talking to people behind the scenes, whether it's agents, whether it's probably coaches. I, I don't know what it is, but you can you can already do it. It's not like this is giving you a major head start. You're not getting John Beeline tomorrow or, or anybody for that matter. Uh, you can do your due diligence behind the scenes if you're Patrick Kraft. So, again, I just – listen, Jim Christian should have been fired last year after last season. If there, if there wasn't a pandemic, he should have been fired after last season. Okay, it was never going to work here with Jim Christian in Boston College. However, however, the timing on this was completely tone deaf for for Patrick Kraft. And I'm told, according to my sources, again, nothing happened yesterday with like Jim Christian all of a sudden going in and blowing up on 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 Kraft. You know, I think this started a couple of weeks ago when Patrick Kraft tried to get BC to play Florida State with four scholarship guys, which was complete bullshit. And they played with five scholarship guys for the last two weeks, which is bullshit. So, like, to me, again, Bush League move by an athletic director here not to let him finish the season and then whack him. The only thing I'll say is that I found it curious that this happened the same day that they announced that, was it Winston Tabs is being removed from the team because of violation of COVID protocols and then – they have strict, then, they have uh, strict school university rules. So I, I wonder if it was. I, I just wonder if it was. And this is just complete speculation by me. Yeah. But I just wonder if it was something like it, the, the the players went out, the team went out, and they were like, "You can't control your players, and you can't. We can't have you coaching anymore." Up oh, there we go. Not a ding today. We got a phone call. All right, yeah, I forgot to turn it. All right, let's talk about tonight's slate, which is yeah. this. This is honestly, uh, there's the not, there's not a stretch we've had. There's there's not a single game here where I'm like I'm excited to bet this, which is kind of like the first day that that's happened. So I'm not going to have I'm, I, everything that I mentioned here. I'm going to have like a little bit of money on, but like I don't think I'm going to bet more than like ten bucks on any of these games, just so I can say that I do I, I'm doing it, just so I can like yeah. be honest with myself when uh, when I'm telling you guys to bet that I also have something invested. So like I, I don't I don't feel very good about anything. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I'll start with just fading Georgia because it's worked more than it hasn't this year. And, and Missouri's coming off, right, a, a loss. Um, you know, Georgia getting three and a half at home against Mizzou. I don't love it. I, I'm not I'm not saying I love it. But, again, my whole deal is I don't think Georgia's very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm going to take Missouri there. Yeah, but. I mean, it's a good buy-low spot, Missouri coming off of two losses. Um 
I, I'm I'm shocked, shocked that you did. Like I, I really expected that there is the perfect spot for you in a seven o'clock tip. For me, yeah, the perfect spot. Huh. Austin P is playing. Oh no, no, I'm getting people. there. I'm getting there. Austin Don't P. Worry. I can't believe you didn't mention it first. Like that's that is your team against the team that you fade. It, it, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Simo hasn't been loading up lately. They they've only played two games in the last week, so it's not as usually like Simo. Right, they play every other day, like SIU Edwardsville, and we know what I think of of Austin P. I mean, I still can't believe I don't have a shirt. If the season ends without me having a Let's Go P shirt, I I think I'm going to reach out to Matt Figure today. I'm putting it on my list. We <laughs> got to have one there. There's got to be something. I'm, I'm working on it. I will pay whatever money it costs to get a Let's Go P-shirt in here soon. All right. And as always, these uh, these these odds and these lines are courtesy of uh, our friends over at Bet Rivers and our partners um, at Bet Rivers. I just want to tell you guys a little bit about Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, if you haven't signed up with them yet, now's the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. What sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash Money when you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast, and now it's even faster with rush, uh, rush pay instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I know because I use them. Uh, with March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet River Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Jeff, I think my the, the, the line that I like the most here is probably Purdue uh, laying five and a half at home against Michigan State. Um, and that's that that's simply just because it, it's it's Michigan State. I just I think that we can fade. Um, Man, you hate Michigan State so much. They they they're just not very good. Not you know, like good. I sound, I don't hate them. I actually like them a lot. You know, <laughs> Mex carries my guy. I've known Mex since he was at um since he was at Georgetown. Fife is uh, let's just I say he's, Fife. He's, it's Fife. He's, okay, we haven't heard from him in a while. Let's just say he's uh he's entertaining. Um, Izzo is like is one of like the top five coaches in the country to get on the phone because like you you're always gonna get like a straight answer from him. But um, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't, yeah. I don't uh, like this spot. I do. I mean, listen, Michigan State's two and seven um, on the road against the spread this year. So, yeah, I, I, I do like Purdue. I do. I mean, I don't love it, but I like it. Um, you know, what about your Iowa State team? You don't like them covering, getting 11 and a half against Oklahoma State? It kind of feels like the bottom is starting to fall out of the season for, for Iowa State. Um, okay. They're back healthy now. There's no edge in and getting all of those guys um all of those guys back they just got their ass kicked twice by Kansas and I feel like this is a little bit of a get right spot you know it, it's Cade Cunningham has not been very good for like the last three or four games I know he had 25 against Kansas but he's been like he's been turning the ball over he's been uh putting his head down and driving into to double teams the freshman and, wall little freshman yeah. wall yeah, and the one thing about Iowa State is that you know you're not going to be like you're not going to have to play all that much. Um, yeah. they're, they're not going to play all that much defense. So I feel like this is kind of like a get right spot for Cade. So I kind of like Oklahoma State here, especially because like their matchup zone can really be effective against Iowa State and, and what they want to do offensively. So I, I think I lean Oklahoma State here, but again, it's not a spot that I I, I really love. Same thing with like UConn against Providence, right? 
I, I know we don't have an answer on James Booknight yet, but with RJ Cole coming off the bench, it looks like he, that's given them a little bit of a spark. Um, I, I guess the injuries to Tyrese Martin and Isaiah Whaley were not all that bad, uh, but it's still like UConn just got their ass kicked by Providence at Providence yeah. a week ago. And now they're going to be playing at home and they're still just as banged up. They still don't have their star. So I don't know, man. I, I, there's nothing, there's literally nothing on this slate that I look at and I'm like, wow, I, I love this spot. You this, know what this, the most intriguing game is? What's that? What's the most intriguing game. What's the game, like, honestly, that you want to see the most tonight? Uh, none of them. Xavier at St. John's. Yeah, okay. Yes, I guess. You do. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be up and down. They're not gonna play much defense, but those are two NIT teams. <laughs> oh man, those are fighting words to both teams. I, I mean, I mean, no. well, Xavier, it's gonna be interesting if Xavier can kind of come back here. Uh, you know, they were on that pause. Um to me, they, to me, Xavier's good enough to do it, but they gotta they gotta go out and start piling up some wins. Right, well, they were out a while too. I mean, they're they eleven. They played one game in thirty-two days, but the, yeah, right. now you got to go out and win some games, and it's hard to do coming off a of pause. St. John's, like in theory, I guess they probably should be a tournament team, but tournament teams aren't blowing leads on the road at Butler. All right, yeah, like, I just feel like in this one, I probably take Xavier because I think what what's St. John's' strength, right? Their 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 guard play, tough guards. Well, Xavier's got one of those, right? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see? A, look at the text that just came through on the group chat. <laughs> thanks, oh, no. thanks for the help. <laughs> Give me a good story. He's got a dog. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. All right. Last thing I'll just say is this: um, when Illinois played at Northwestern, they won by forty in the second half. Uh, I, I, Illinois is coming off a pretty ugly performance at Nebraska. They're going to be at home. I I kind of like I kind of like Illinois laying the points here, but like here's the thing, every single team that I've mentioned here is is a favorite, and when when I'm like yeah I think the favorites are a good spot, I, I just don't that that's I'm a bad night. I'm, not, I'm yeah. staying I'm staying away from um, having anything significant. Don't 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 listen to my takes today. My takes so, are bad today. I, don't I guess the one I like the best. Here, here's the one I probably like better than any other. Is uh, LMU Loyola Marymount against Santa Clara? They're giving three and a half. Uh, Santa Clara last played on January twenty third. That's a long time, Robert. It is three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, and, and so that's probably my favorite bet tonight. Is probably LMU given three and a half. I, I also like Akron. Kent State. There it is. There's the ding. Akron and Kent, Kent State. Akron's given uh, 16 and a half to Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois has been terrible. Akron's fighting for first place uh, in the MAC, and uh, and Kent State is favored by nine and a half at Western Michigan. I, uh, I will say this about Akron: um, the last time they played, didn't that that was the game when Northern Iowa almost pulled off the upset, right? Can't remember when you almost called the 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 huge um, huge underdog upset. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's just something worth noting. Um, but yeah, I got nothing today. Follow us on BetSperts. Do that. <laughs> if we get yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get some info for you today. We'll try to get some injury info for you mid afternoon. 
and uh, and and we'll kind of see what's going on there. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these games get scratched anyway because of the weather around the country. Um, okay. so I, I think we'll go from having what we got about uh, 17 games. I, I bet yeah. we end the up – first time that they played, Northern Illinois beat Akron at home. So this yeah, is a revenge. I, yeah, revenge. I mean, major revenge. Akron has circled this game since then, I'm yep. told. In the locker room, I'm told it's circled, Rob. Like this. Like that. Rob, watch. Watch. Rob, I think it's also watch. worth noting. Um, I'm showing you that, how you circle. I'm showing you how you circle. That's yes. how they did it. They circled it. Well, like that, that. Thank, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All of our, our viewers appreciate that. Um, no one thing to note, when they the first time that they played, uh, Northern Illinois shot 50% from three, and they shoot 30% from three on the season. So, yeah. There you go. Like There's that. your stat of the day. Courtesy of Robert Noster. Yep, Akron. Um, yeah, that's so. You are you with me now? Are you all in on Akron? The Zips? I'm not all. I'm not all in on anything, but I'll I'll follow you on Akron. I'll, I'll put on. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this more. I'll find something good. Follow us on BetSperts. Like go go there. My name is at Rob Doctor. He is at Goodman Hoops. Um, I apologize. Apologies, we didn't have more. But this is just such a. Ugh. Blessly. The weather so. sucks. I had to drive my daughter to school and back. It's been a rough morning. $2,100 of damage to her car. Just sucks. It sucks having a teenager. Hey, well, look, I'll tell you what. Just if you if you put if you put $2,500 on Akron right now, that's going to hit. There's <laughs> a lock that's going to hit, and you'll pay for it right there. Imagine if I did that. I don't think uh, Please, please don't put $2,500 on Tell my daughter that, hey, just let's watch the Akron game because if Akron wins, you'll get your car fixed and you'll get it back. If Akron loses, you'll never see your car again. Yeah, no more car for you. Sorry, Talia. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.